Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. What up, everybody? It's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I'm Melissa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. Yep, it's DJ Damage. All right, your rating's going up on iTunes, so if you're listening to us, make sure you click over and give us a five-star rating and go over and promote our Google Play, Spotify, and our YouTube channel, and we're also at iHeart still. Mm -hmm. We're still at iHeart. Amazing. (laughs) Okay, um, I'm not doing anything but being problematic in these streets. Yeah, we see. First of all, I'm tired of wearing this sweater. I'm promoting it because people are actually buying it now, but it's so hot, I just want to be at home. Mm. Because now I'm hot and I feel like I'm sweating, and then people online are going to say I have corona. You're not sweating. Because you're oh, sweating? Oh, I'm sweating. Well, maybe under the sweater, <laughs> so, we can't see that. I'm sweating on the neck they say I don't have. I, my neck is right here. I had to do this online early, earlier to show so I had a neck oh under God. the sweater. This corona thing. You know, my girlfriend, she was like, hey, do you want to hit Costco before they run out of toilet paper? I'm like, no. Why? Toilet the, paper? Why the fuck? She was like, everybody's going crazy no. buying all these cleaning supplies. I'm like, did everybody just get the memo that they need to wipe their ass and wash their hands? Did they no, no, no. just get no, no. the memo? No, 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 no. Sanitizer sold out. Hand soap is all there. <laughs> People just want sanitizer. Well, I saw something online earlier where somebody said they were talking about no toilet paper being available. They said, well, who cares? It's not, an epi- it's not a bad deal. If there's no toilet paper, I'll just take a shower. What? Mm. You, ain't never, you ain't never took a shit, you run out of toilet paper, and jumped in the shower and just no, washed No, do what? I have. No. Can I tell you something crazy I did last week that I was not going to say on the show, but I'm going to tell you? It's crunchy well. booty right there. I shit on myself. <laughs> when? <laughs> my no, I had um, I had juiced for two days. Oh. And then. All right, I'm out. No. 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 I wasn't like Peter Nygaard. I didn't have a nigga at my house oh. that I was squatting over trying to shit on him or nothing like that. But I, 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 I had to fart, and I was like. You sharded. I, like, I just I sharded. <laughs> Fuck. But you know when you juice, it's a lot more liquidy, so it's easily to, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's sprayed. But I told my friend, I said, I'm gonna tell everybody that I shit on myself. And he said, please don't, because there's so much out there about you already. I go, but this this is the shit people care about. It was a squirt. Yeah. Oh, but it wasn't like a lot. It was enough okay. to catch myself, but the walk to the bathroom. <laughs> Was hilarious because I was slippery. still trying. You it was know, like a it's, it was a slippery waddle. situation. It was sli- and, uh, <laughs> you know, then you got to make sure you leave no droplets because that's DNA. Oh God, you guys! As if there's not enough DNA in my room. Oh man! All right. Anyway, so Sky is you know under attack because their latest episode on uh, VH1 Black Ink Crew, and she wants to have an uh, uh, an interview where she can feel safe enough to have her conversation. Mm-hmm. And I explained to her about Remy and how Remy had talked about her mother. I mean, her mothering or parenting from prison. And I remember we we had kind of found our similarities. So when Mm -hmm. I did the live with Remy, I said that came by way of us connecting on the show where I said, my mother was on drugs and couldn't parent. You were in prison and -hmm. were having a difficulty parenting. So that was our connection. Mm -hmm. I was explaining to Sky that her kids' rage right now should be validated and they should be allowed to feel how they want to feel. And you should be able to explain how you feel without attacking or feeling like you need to feel attacked. Just be open. So she said she feels safe yeah. enough to come on our show, so she's going to schedule time to no, come. And it's dope, man. If you watch Black Ink for real and just know the character Sky is as a person, you know, she's been through a lot. Yeah. And it's not to excuse the interaction she had with her son, but hurt people hurt people. So mm-hmm. it would be good to give her a platform so everybody can fully understand what she went through growing up and see how that's affecting her relationship with her son. I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb because I've never watched it, that her ch- her son feels there's abandonment issues there. During an epi- yeah, during one of the last but... episodes. I know that they had a fight because it was everywhere, yeah, but yeah, I don't yeah. know the yeah, context behind yes. it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where was she? I'm going to let her tell her story. Yeah, okay. and, and I'll tell you because she when she started to explain to me on the phone and she started to cry, mm. I was like, 
that's the bitch that they need to see. Mm-hmm. They need to see that. Exactly. And she did it perfectly on her own, so I would I want her to come here and do it. Yeah. And I told her to be a safe place. We're going to ask hard questions like we do, but I think she'd be great. And, you know, beyond all the TV antics, you've spent time with her personally yeah, yeah, yeah. before she left to have sex with her boyfriend at the bottom of the boat. Uh, we had a great time with her. She's a great, highly energetic, funny, entertaining, beautiful person who always has a positive word. Mm-hmm. Offline, she'll call, I'm so proud of you. I'm so this and that. So shout out to Sky. Mm. And we'll bring her. And shout out to the other Sky, too, because that little girl been get, getting these girls together. Working. <laughs> getting that baby. Yeah. Sky Jackson is this tall. And 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 she she she's not playing. Yeah, no, it's 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 really nice to watch her emerging as a young, beautiful black queen. Mm-hmm. She is turning into a little fashionista on these red carpets. <laughs> she is booked and busy. Yeah, so she she said so bad, bad baby. Who what? And she said what bad the baby. Fuck? She said bad baby bitch. I'm booked. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't put her res- her schedule. Out. Exactly. So I'm super proud of her and can't wait to have her on the show. Well, shout out to Chloe Kardashian who hasn't returned my text, but she's in the news. Yeah, so Khloe Kardashian is back in the news. She said she couldn't breastfeed after Tristan Thompson and the cheating scandal. Um, um, who broke that? I think it was Hollywood Unlocked <laughs> that we first heard uh, the story Sorry. about Jordan Woods and Tristan Thompson um, hooking up. Uh, she recently opened up about how negatively she was affected in her early motherhood with her and Tristan's daughter, True Thompson. She says, pain was not my problem. I just wasn't producing milk. I was under a lot of stress. There was a lot going on in my life at that time, and I think that played a part in why I wasn't producing as easily. As soon as I would pump, she would wake up, and I would have to breastfeed her again. My breasts were bleeding. It was horrible. I was like, it's just not working. Stress played into it, and also being alone in Cleveland by myself, not having any family there, um, I was really lonely, and sometimes I felt felt that when she was asleep, maybe I just need to shower, or maybe I just needed 20 minutes to zen out, or rather than pump. That sounds uh, aggressive. It sounds. I mean, look. Sad. I don't list. I don't care how much money in the world you have. Regardless of that, we were going to be affected by stress, and that was like a horrible situation for her to kind of have to go through at the time that she gives birth. You know, um, I I feel sorry for her. Yeah. You know, I can I can I can understand how. Um, and then you know you're a new mom and you're not producing enough milk. You're probably feeling. You know, uh, kind of like you know, what's the word? You're you're not feeling like yourself. Well, not besides yourself, you're not feeling, you mm. know, you're not fulfilling your motherly duties, kind mm. of thing. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think us as men, we we overlook. Oh yeah, um, you do oh, everything. <laughs> the stress we put women under and and how it affects their bodies as a result. You mm-hmm. know, like. <laughs> There's a lot of things I've done. <laughs> Why do you up. have that face, Jason? Because uh, I don't put any woman through any stress. This is one thing yes, I can't. Yes, you do, Jason. Wait, this, this Adam. Is... <laughs> Jason said he don't put any women I don't put stress. you through any stress. This Let me tell you something. So you feel like you never put a woman through stress. <laughs> well, clearly my story put her through stress. But I will say this. Hello. I would do it again. In fact, I'm waiting on another story to pop out. Because this is just what I do. And I know like when the whole Kobe and TMZ thing happened, people were like very critical of TMZ. Like, you broke the story without telling the family first. I, unlike TMZ, gave... Chloe the heads up before we released the story and gave her, you know, 10 minutes for them all to kind of sort out how they were going to accept it before mm-hmm. it went out to the world. So I did have somewhat of a heart. But no matter what I do, I'm a, this but, a good, you, damn if you do, you damn if I you do. I'm speaking as, as a man that cheated. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've never cheated on a woman. <laughs> never. That's, never. That's good to know. Never. That's, that's really never? good to know. No, no. I had I had, was with a couple and then realized I was in the wrong 
bike lane. You know how you see motherfuckers? They, 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 no, I wasn't in the bike lane. I was on the sidewalk. Hilarious. So you experienced it and it just was like, nah. Yep. Now I'm happy to be gay. Okay. I wouldn't be straight for nothing in the world. I think you guys have a very hard world that you live in. Yeah, we do. You know, our shit is all rainbow. Well, not him. Literally. Me, yes. Really? It's terrible out there. You think so? Yeah, my fucking dating pool is a waiting pool. But mm-hmm. you probably have had a good man that you fucked up. Because mm. some, fuck, some of y'all fuck it up. Yeah. Talk some, about that some, part. some of y'all have a good man and then y'all run mm-hmm. him to my arm and y'all run him to me. And, then, <laughs> and I'm here then waiting. Then he was never for me if he's running to you. So let me tell you something. <laughs> then y'all be having some good men who want nothing but a wife and a family. and then Affection. And then I'm just sitting over here, just a big old bundle of, infe- of infection. Wow, wow. Of infection. Wow, Freudian slip. <laughs> Pull that back. Wow. Wait, first of all, <laughs> in the good name of Corona, affection. It's okay. just a slip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that part goes uh, unnoticed or under... under um, Represented. Do you tell a man that he's a good man when he's a good man? Do you? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, my God. I'm re- you, you do not know Melissa in a relationship. Why don't we know? Why don't we see it? Why don't you just... You, would you drop down to a man's feet? For, what? No, because yeah. I feel... No, let, I let me, let me, let me paint a picture. Because I know a man drops down to your feet. Not necessarily. Just maybe to rub them or suck on my toes. Yeah, but That's I mean... But down. I mean, like, if a man... I, I feel like if... This is the thing I'm going through now. Everybody knows I, I slightly mentioned that I was talking to somebody. The more you show somebody you care about them, the more they act the fuck up. Mm-hmm. What is And women, y'all do it way more than we do. Mm-hmm. I think, don't know. Preach, Jason, preach. Keep going. You <laughs> am, I, am I right, though? Yeah, you're right. Keep going. No. I had somebody today tell me, you were too nice too soon. Yeah. I said, what the fuck is this? Let me do that. You're supposed to be nice. Let, so. me let, me tell you so, let me tell you something about you, though, that I would always be concerned about with you. What? Is because you like to treat people. You like to take them like shopping. Are you going to say trick or treat? Trick and treat, okay? <laughs> trick and treat. I would always be concerned that they would fall in love with your hand rather than your heart. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because that that can happen. To, that can happen to anybody. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? If you give too much too soon, somebody will start to feel like that's like you're obligated now to give them. You so know, those... that's the issue that I'm dealing with now. And mm. then your issue is people falling in love with Melissa Ford and not Melissa. That has definitely so, been. A, so that's yeah. That's definitely been an issue that I've had. Um, Throughout the course of my 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 dating experiences, um, you don't yeah. feel like there was ever a relationship that you probably were, you know, the person on the wrong side in. Maybe you uh, were the reason it kind of ended. Yeah, yeah. My first relationship, the uh, first one. My first relationship when I lived in the Bronx and in, in uh, Castle Hill mm. um, was uh, with my um, ex boyfriend Joe. I was not a good girlfriend. I was really. I was, but was he a good man? He was such a good man. Oh, he was. He and, was a really good man and a regular man. And just a, so regular, his name's Joe. And mm. besides Joe, you feel like that never actually happened again. It's always been like the guy, kind of ruining the relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always the man. Yeah, so, because you, here's the thing: is I learned so much from Joe. Mm-hmm. I learned, like you know, he used to say whenever I'd flip the. Fuck out! My temper was horrific. I don't even know that girl anymore. But he would be like, "Can you?" remember that you're supposed to be in love with me when you get angry at me because I would completely forget and treat him like a piece of shit, Mm. you know? And I took that with me for like into my relationships moving forward. Say I found myself saying what he was saying. Can you please remember that you're supposed to be in love with me when you're angry with me? Because I began called bitch and hoe and stuff like that. And Mm. 
you know, um, different forms of good abuse and whatnot. But Joe was a really good guy. I just, I was very young at the time and I was like hood famous and I just should never have been in a relationship. That's mm. just the bottom line is I was not equipped to be in a relationship and be faithful. Well, I found myself feeling issues now, like with not feeling appreciated, whatever, early on. And so the other day we literally got into a fight over the dumbest thing. What? Where this is so dumb, I'm embarrassed to say it. The person texts me. The person was having a bad day, so I kept calling to say, "How are are you okay? Is everything okay?" Texting, mm -hmm. "Are you okay? Okay." The person texts me, and in the midst of texting, says, "You need to learn how to be nicer to people outside of the people like me that you care about." And it kind of like, well, it, what did he mean by that? Oh, he was mad about how you treat others, not even how you deal with but him. But treat who? I, it was it wasn't defined. It was I'm like, what are you talking about? That's He's, an ambiguous well, statement. Well, later he said while he was visiting, we got in an elevator and these kid these like older, they were probably 20, got in the elevator with us and they were mm -hmm. like, "Hey, you guys coming to our fashion show?" like kind of being funny, and mm -hmm. I was having such a long day because mm -hmm. we had been out all night and mm -hmm. it was a long day, and I just kind of said like, "I don't go to shit like that." Mm -hmm. But that's just who I am. I don't go to shit like that. But I, he was saying, you don't know what they were going through. So your exchange with them could have been a little nicer or a little softer or a little bit more jovial. And I'm just not like, you know, I. but it was, I didn't give him time to explain himself. I just kind of went off on a niggas ain't going to change me rant, my whole thing. That's how you answered that? Then I said, I don't think that we should be friends. You ended it off of that? And then unfollowed him. Damn. Instagram. Jason, that's petty. In a matter of 10 minutes. Scorched earth. But we fixed it. We followed each other back. Well, I had blocked him and unblocked him, so he unfollowed me by me doing it. It was just petty. Mm. But it just. But that came, I think, out of fear of, okay, this is getting serious, and guard went up. That's mm. really what that was, I think. I don't mm. know. I'm, I'm learning. This dating shit is up. Somebody told me I'm being too nice too soon. What, what is this? Somebody online, please help me understand the dating of this era, because I don't know what that is. I don't play the game. You either like me or you don't. I like you or I don't. But do we have to play games to make people like us? It's, you know what? It's so frustrating. I'm tired. I don't have, I just don't have it in me. You know, that's really why it's just an easy, it's easier to just have a roster. Well, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to go to a country where somebody needs papers and that, that's it. <laughs> Fuck it. Done. It's issue solved. Uh, For real. It's kind of yeah. like an indentured servant. I don't know what that means. That's so funny. I don't know what that means, but I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's called. I'm going to create a trip for 2021 called Indentured Servants. Oh, you know, this is, this is a complete wait, sidebar. Wait, Indentured Servitude, isn't that like slavery, though? Yes. Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> sidebar, this is so random. I think I was like, where was I? I was on Amazon Prime or something, and I ended up on this reality show about ladyboys in Thailand. And how all oh, these, yeah. and you you seen it? I've heard about it. Yeah. And well, so, and, and, no, because I told somebody I want to go to Thailand. They was like, don't just be saying it out loud. And I'm yeah, like, why? Like, it's a beautiful country. That's where people go that like lady boys. If you guys want to go, oh, if that's you guys want to go, there's a resort there that wants to give me a free vacation. So like everything paid for. Yeah. We I want to see the elephants. Yeah. Well, I want to see. No. You could totally pimp, pimp, <laughs> no. me, pimp me out <laughs> for that one. No, they already said, I'll date, honey, I don't need to pimp you out. They came to me and said, we would love you to come. Oh, okay. I said, okay, cool. Fine. We'll see I'm there. But Whatever. we can go. I don't have to pimp you out. Let's let's do it. Let's, let's do it. I am, And so I'm not interested in the lady boys. That would be a you thing. Or maybe a you thing. <laughs> That'd be a me thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> lady boys. <laughs> Listen, yeah. first of all, we should be careful because in this day and age, we, I don't think you could say the lady boys. I think. No, it's a whole show called Thailand and the lady boys. 
boys there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's well, what they I'm, refer I mean, to I get themselves a, I get as accused of being transphobic, so I don't want no issues. No, they refer to themselves as lady oh, boys. Okay. Yeah, so it's a show about. But ex- they look like women, though. A lot of these. That, I don't like none of that. Well. Um, you know, I love hip hop music. <laughs> uh, shout out to Lil Kim. Uh, this whole speaking of coronavirus, this whole madness online. Uh, Lil Kim, I had texted her the other night when I had been sipping a little too much, and mm-hmm. she texted me back that she was sick. Her kid had went to a birthday party and somehow came back and got her sick, and she thought she caught the big C. Um, I'm glad you're doing better. You posted that you're well. So thank God Lil' Kim has not died from the coronavirus. Yeah. yeah. And a good segue for that is, uh, you know, we've got another New York City rapper on the way. Legend. Legend. Kiss. Jadakiss. I can't wait to talk to him about uh, Knock Yourself Out. Hey. Okay, well, let's knock ourselves out and go right to him. <laughs> All right, now we have a real rap legend in the building, Jadakiss. Mm-hmm. What's up? Everybody has been excited. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's been excited. I was threatened by Melissa not to leave and go to London because she said you absolutely got to be here for mm-hmm. Jada Kiss because apparently you guys have a lot of history. Yeah, you know, he no kind his, his video kind of made me a star, you know. Word. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was hand in hand. She helped me out. You know? We helped each other. Mm-hmm. So Melissa told us the story about how she really wanted to kiss on the set of that video. You're yeah. so funny. During our last show. It was during her early years. <laughs> she said she was ready to make it. It was during her early years where she was like, you know, I really am about that business. But wait, do you remember when that... Do you remember the video set? Do you remember all the details of everything that happened? No. What happened? No. Okay, because it, it, maybe, maybe it was a bigger story for me because, you know, it made me a star and stuff, but you were used to the stuff, but... Uh, no, I was still. That was that was that was early. That was young kiss. I wasn't, you know. Yeah. So which video was this? So this knock was, yourself out. This was knock yourself out. So the you had released uh, we gonna make it before that. Mm-hmm. That was the song that was on the radio. Everybody loved it, and everybody assumed that that was gonna be the next video. Same, yeah. mm-hmm. But then the way I remember it is Steve Stout was uh, president of Black Music over at Interscope, Interscope at the time. Yep. And he was the one that made the judgment call that Knock Yourself Out was going to be the video that was made. Mm-hmm. And he tapped Little X to, or now Director X, to do the music video. And the both of them said, Melissa's going to be the lead. And I heard the song and I was like, okay, the lyrics are, they're cool. Because I wouldn't be in, you know, some misogynistic bullshit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she said she was a model for you. <laughs> that- Right. <laughs> and then I also heard how much the budget was going to be, $650,000. I was like, okay, and they can pay my rate. Everything is perfect. I'm yeah, a those fan. were the good old days. Weren't they, though? Yeah. And so uh, the video happened, and there was this one point in which mm-hmm. um, the, the director and, you know, X and the producer, they were like, so there's this romantic scene that we want to shoot next to the car. Oh, nice. And we really want you to kiss him. And I was like, yeah, see, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to make this video look amazing, but I don't got to swap spit with a stranger to do so. So, you know, and so when we were out there, all your boys were like, yo, go in, go in. As they were supposed to. And he was like, I don't want a lawsuit. I was a few years ahead of the Me Too movement. Right? <laughs> but that, he was, that was the not me movement yeah, at the time. He, he was so respectful, and I always appreciated that. And then the fact that the video made me a huge star. Yeah, video was hot. Yeah. It came out dope. Yeah, it did. But ain't it kind of fucked up these days where now like the mumble rappers or these new people don't have to work as hard to create cinematic movie type experiences for the consumer? Because I feel like back in the day or like in the 90s specifically, I was looking at a lot of Biggie stuff yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys were making movies. Movies, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now you can get an iPhone 10 or iPhone 11 and then you got a video. 
facts. They 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 um simplified everything. Mm-hmm. Even the way you record music now with you know Pro Tools, that whole digital takeover closed down a lot of studios. Mm. And the fast way to you know shoot videos took away from X hype. Those kind of Diane Martell, mm-hmm. Dave Myers. I mean, a lot of them went on to start making movies, but you know, you can shoot a video. We used to shoot videos that lasted three days minimum. Sometimes puff videos was go for two weeks. Yeah. A week in New York, a week in <laughs> LA. Central, Central Pay. Yeah, so you know, is now you can shoot Ten videos in a week. Mm-hmm. Those were the days. And you know, this—you're not—you're um, knock yourself out. Was not the only video that I was in of yours, but it was the locks. It was the locks and made men. It was oh, Tom- Tommy's snap. theme yeah, from I the Belly soundtrack. Oh, that was like my first American video. Oh, I forgot. That song is dope, though. That's <laughs> yeah. one, that's a dope song. I love that song. Yeah, me too. Me too. I enjoyed doing the video as well. Hype shot that video, right? No, that was X as well. Oh, yeah, X shot. X that. getting that mm-hmm. bread. Yeah. Well, back how many directors were at that level back in the day? I mean, I know hype and X. But it was hype. Were there a X, lot of others? Tim Story, Dave, Dave Myers, Myers, Paul Hunter, Paul Hunter, yeah. oh, so um, Chris Robinson. Chris Robinson. Yeah, there was like tears. Yeah. You know, it was a nice. Yeah, and look. a lot of them have gone on, like you said, to do movies, movies and stuff and like TV. that. Like, yeah, tons of people on set have gone. Like one of them has gone on to DP Claudio. Uh, what's his last name? I forget. Miranda. Wait, so Tim Story that does the movies was doing videos? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, he uh, Tim Story did Friday. I found his um, black card um, at the at Kitchen 24 one day. What you grab? <laughs> what you grab? No, I just gave it back to him. That was, good good, that was a good no, idea. No, but the nigga didn't give me no rewards. So. Yeah, that's why you should have made a purchase. I'm from the Bay Area. I would have ran that shit up, but, you know, I gave it back to him. No, but I was saying, like, I'm not a hip-hop historian, but, like, a lot of people that know you have said on Facebook, hey, we're interviewing Jadakiss, reveal you as, like, one of the best lyricists to ever touch the mic. Top five did it a lot. I appreciate that. Do, do, you feel, do you feel like you get the credit? Nah. I think I'll get it more when I'm no longer here. You know, that's just how... This particular business does it, you know. Mm. It's is they love me. It's people, you know. I got I love my fans and people that love me. But you know, if I was the when I'm no longer here, I'm gonna get more love, and that's just that's just how it is. That's though. just the reality. It's kind of, it. yeah. it's kind of depressing, like, though. No, but do you feel like it's because you like in a way soft spoken? You know, we don't really hear you speak out too much about. I ain't going because I ain't. You know, I let the music speak and. Do it like that. I'm never gonna do no rant or I'm never gonna you're never gonna keep hearing me complaining or saying what I deserve or you know, I'm grateful. I'm humbly grateful for everything I have and everything I achieved and just to be here. Mm. No. Well, the one thing that r- brings me back to the whole with the whole bad boy days is uh during Grammys I was at Puff's house. I went to the Grammy after party and I saw a lot of people. Uh, I dipped out uh, before the baby could hit anybody, so I didn't make it home. I made it home before midnight, but I saw Mace there, and yeah. I was surprised to see, see Mace at the after party. And then the next day or a couple of days later, he's in the news coming after Puff about uh, royalties, and that's why like I really stopped subscribing to going out anymore. I'm like over it because there's no loyalty. You don't know who's gonna come at you next. Mm. But when you think about those days, and I know you were on Bad Boy, when you see stuff like that in the news, do you feel <clears> like? Mm. I should say something too. No. Nah. Not especially stuff like of that caliber. I think, you know, I think you should handle it a different way. I would, you know. 
you guys were on Bad Boy for a really, not that long, maybe a couple <laughs> of years, and left under creative differences. <laughs> we were saying maybe it was when mathematics came around over the splits. Yeah. That it was creatively a time to exit, but we didn't know the reason, and we couldn't find the reason. No, it just wasn't, you know, we was, we was like the... We didn't really, um, it wasn't blending as well as we wanted to blend. He wanted but to we, we learned a lot. We had some of the best years on Bad Boy. We learned we learned a lot of stuff from Diddy. Um, but we, Rough Riders was more like, you know, our our, our texture. We was In able terms to, of edge, edge? And able to just musically, creatively, musically, the whole Everything it was it was more of our cup of tea. Like they was our managers while we was on mm-hmm. Bad Boy. Oh, so wow. once they got the label, we we just wanted to go back home. Mm-hmm. What you think was some of those biggest takeaways you you did get from Puff and the Bad Boy? Um, how to perform, how to be, you know, a lot of stuff with performing, recording. Um, some of the best parties we ever did, and <laughs> some of the best <laughs> trips. Uh, of course, the No Way Out tour. Like I said, we was just young and fortunately, you know, fortunate enough to be learning about the business, you know, in them earlier stages to help us out now. But um, you know, we just wanted we just wanted it to be right. We we knew some things wasn't right that we wanted to fix and we was just learning the business and the only way for us to do it back then was to use the streets. We didn't have no money to go to court or none of that kind of stuff that wasn't going to work we would have been broke after one court date so <laughs> we had to use the power of the streets but today i think mace could go i think they could sit down but he probably tried to talk to him it didn't work he probably used all the ways he could use and then he decided to hit send to get get his message across but do you believe in that though? Like what you sign is what you reap. Like you know, you see people like Megan oh, yeah. Stallion. Definitely, you gotta. I'll say this. Say this at my funeral. You gotta learn the business as much as you can before you sign anything, because unless they put a gun to your head, you signed it. Mm-hmm. Even with us, with the, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That was our management, our lawyers, whoever. That's all of that plays a part. So you want. Every a lot of people's gonna sign a bad deal. That's almost but, like a foregone conclusion you know that I mean? your first deal is gonna be terrible. But it don't have to be. It don't mm-hmm. have to be. It don't. It don't have to be. You don't have to sign it. Nobody made you sign it. So you gotta take some of that. You gotta eat some of that when you going through that. Okay. So, but, but like with with a young, let's say a young artist coming into the business now, and let's just say you know Sony's chasing them or whatever. How do they avoid? Signing a terrible contract, like what's what's one way that you can tell good staff? You gotta have a good manager, good mother, but good you, father. Some. How do you know what you don't know until you know it without making the mistake? What's the way to kind of avoid that? What if your mom ain't shit? Your mom, your dad ain't shit. Manager found <laughs> Raise you. Your hand. You gotta ask somebody. Now they got you could Google. You could Google a bad contract. You could. It's millions of ways to find out mm-hmm. before signing, but it's just that. My thing, what part part of the problem is like in our communities, a lot of us want to get out, and the creative arts is our way out. Mm-hmm. And then you find somebody powerful enough to get you out, and you so you really hungry, don't care about you, the, you don't care the luminaries at the time. At the time yeah. Sometimes you got to just hold on or do mm-hmm. your research. But yeah. you know, like I look at Meg shit. You know, I've been trying texting her, Facetime, trying to get her on the show because 
you know, I've always wanted to know where's the balance and ownership when it comes to shit going wrong mm-hmm. when you could have either done the research or held out to get it right. Yeah. See, you never know. Never know the, the whole story either. We always, until you get all parties or, you know what I mean, you never really know the whole story. So I just hope she gets it right too. She deserves it. You know what I mean? But business is business and you don't get what you ask for. You get what you negotiate. Mm. That's true. So I don't know if you were on this tour, but it was, uh, I can't remember when it was, but do you remember the hip hop tour back in the day? Puff, Kim, uh, Naughty by Nature, Biggie, Craig Mack. Do you remember that tour? Was that no, no I wasn't on it. We, that's Mary J. Us. Blige, okay. Jodeci. That shit was, I mean, like, we don't that's have. The, that, we got signed off of that tour. That's, they got our demo on that tour. They really? Got, yeah. Ah. It, it, Puff popped our demo in on the tour bus on that tour. See, that, that tour, I always use that as an example of what I, a real hip-hop show to me looked like. I haven't been to nothing like that mm-hmm. since. Do you feel like with Rolling Louds and like that era of music, do you do you see a similarity or do you see them be, being very different? Or maybe with Rolling Louds I mean, a now they got different kind festival. of shows. Yeah, because some of the festival-type shows are, you know, they're different than the a host inside of an arena. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To me, they are. But in terms of lineup, like, I don't know. Oh, the lineups be crazy now. Mm-hmm. You could, it is, you very seldomly see, like, a balanced lineup mm-hmm. on a show, I think, mm-hmm. nowadays. Because you used to get a good hardcore rap, a good R&B, a good, the show was, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a good balance, mm-hmm. yeah. Now you might just see a few, few of the same type of. I mean, but they gave Mary and Nas and been a few, been a couple of nice balance shows to go to. But sometimes you need the ratchet shows to go there and go <laughs> come home with your hair messed up. You know? Or shot. I mean, mm-hmm. depend. You know, I mean, some yeah, of this shit. Yeah, you might come on. You might not make it home <laughs> or slap. <laughs> I want to talk about the album, man. You just dropped something that's fire. I, I don't feel like I hit skip one time on the album. Ignatius. Ignatius. I love that. I appreciate that, brother. I really, truly appreciate it. <laughs> it was good to hear you singing. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard that side of you before. What, what, I did a it, bunch of new things. Yeah, yeah. So what, what influenced that new, I don't know, I guess that new that new hunger? Because I feel like it's just a new kickoff to how you're attacking the music now. Um. Well, my man passing. You know, mm-hmm. the, whole, the whole album was to my man, uh, Ignatius Ice Pick J. Jackson. If you know him in the industry, um, and yeah, I just wanted to do some different things in honor of his name. I wanted to make the whole project sound different than any project I ever did. Um, for one, I never dedicated an album to somebody that I lost before, so the whole approach of it was different. But I know I wanted to make it more musically, sonically more musical than any of. Any other one of my projects, and um, yeah, he just always told he used to want me to sing. Yo, you gotta use your voice for something other than rapping. You know, try it, just try it. If it don't work, don't don't put it out. But I tried it; it worked. Um, even to the features, those are all people he always wanted me to work with, and um, I just tried to do everything in his name for that project. But mm-hmm. besides naming it after him, I tried to. Do all the things he would always be in my on my back and in my air about in the studio, and I would always just do it the way I wanted to do it. But this this particular time, I did it the way he asked me to do. It. He was your business partner. He was uh, 
He was my partner. He was my A and R. He was he was a big brother. He was everything. You mm-hmm. know. And he passed away in 2007 from cancer. Colon cancer. Yep. Mm. My that mom has me. that right now. Uh, so praying for. We fighting with her. Mm, thank you. So I want to put some some respect on Yonkers really quick. I, I don't. I've never met anybody from Yonkers. This is my first time. Mm. Who else? Is, never met Mary. Never Mary met DMX. She's from Yonkers. She's the one that gave yeah. their demo to well, Puff. No, but I thought Mary's from. Um, don't she always say she's from? I thought the Bronx or something like that. No, Harry no. Blige is from. She's from Yonkers. Yonkers. I didn't know. Bio. Then I have. Who else is from Yonkers? And that's the only DMX. X. I've met DMX too. Mm-hmm. Damn. I've never been to Yonkers. I've, I don't know anything about it. I know it's a far-ass train ride. you come to New York, right? I'm going to bring you. <laughs> so he When you come like, over, I got to bring you on. I got to come hang with me for I gotta a few. I got to Google first. Because he does not. He doesn't go past Washington Heights. Okay? No, I know. That's not true. Wyo's only 10 minutes from Washington. Is it really? Yeah. It's really close. Okay. Yeah. So it's right, it's just right there on the it's outside. Right up it's the West right Side Highway. Yeah. And that was that was always <laughs> our <laughs> grief. Like they never shouted us out. They you know, they only acknowledged the boroughs. Mm-hmm. So that helped us with our writing process because we always wanted the world to know about yeah. this place called Yonkers and got some fire there. Well, if I go to Yonkers, you got to come with me. I can do that. Yonkers is cool. It's I not... mean, have 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 you seen Yonkers change the way New York City has changed? I was fortunate, definitely. Yeah, definitely, I've definitely. been. I was fortunate enough to get to New York when it was still super popping. Like poppin'. when when you were like poppin', afraid of poppin'. getting shanked in the street, but it added to the excitement of living there. You know, now it's like a dirty Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. what, what, dirty Disneyland. What kind of shit is that? Ooh, that doesn't describe the city well. well. New York was just you know like graffiti on the. No, subway. you're excited to be there, but it you might it but, up. You, but you might die. It Cleaned it up. It now. was it was fabulous. It's a, it's a but now it's That's a fucking bike Yonk lane. Yonk is the same thing. They are very gentrified. They putting up a bunch of skyscrapers along the waterfront. They trying to put the the hood in the middle and take over the outskirts now. Where before they wanted all the black people in the outskirts. Now they figured it out. <laughs> they want the waterfront property and put the put the black folks over there now. How do you feel about the wave coming from Buffalo? Fire. Um, I think Griselda, the Griselda movement is very similar to to the Locks. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they 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 didn't ride the wave or chase the sound of today. They did their own thing and broke the door down like that. You know what I mean? That's always a that always shows strength and is you're gonna have a lot of upside when you do your own thing. What was what was your relationship with Craig Mack before he died? I only met Craig Mack a few times. I never when I when we got on Bad Boy, he was already off the label. Mm. I yeah. never I, I seen him a few times before. When I met him, I wasn't even on Bad Boy actually. Mm. Mm. So okay, um, we were talking about Yonkers in New York and about how dangerous it was. Mm-hmm. Um, another danger right now in the streets is this coronavirus. I'm surprised you <laughs> flew here, you know, given the yeah. Fact I want to talk about that too because Def Jam, not, I guess, is universal. Everybody they they put a ban. Now listen to this, artists, viewers, everybody. The employees can't fly. But the artists can. <laughs> so they hope everybody dies so you can, they can just make more money off your catalog. I never heard no stupid. In... That's crazy. The, the workers can't fly, but the artists can fly. So right. we, we don't want to catch it, but y'all can go ahead. Man. Wait, no, but you back in, back in the day, you were, you were very... Uh, 
you were very critical, I think, of one of the presidents on a conspiracy that he has something to do with... Uh, towers. With the mm-hmm. towers. Do you think now, because online everybody's saying this coronavirus is just spiking because we know there's an election <laughs> coming up soon, do you believe in those conspiracy theories? Yeah. Actually, is, did you see that thing on the gram with all of the viruses that come out during election time yeah. for mm-hmm. the past... Uh, it's something. It got to be some truth in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They, Gotta be. The end of the day is always about business and money. Somebody's making a hell of a lot of money off this whole thing. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, some people are really dying. But you know, it's always you gotta you gotta know. It's always something behind behind the mirror. Well, I'm gonna give you credit though, because now looking back uh, on the time where you got into a Bush Bush. Uh, it was clear he started a war that in Iraq that didn't need to begin. Mm-hmm. And Bill O'Reilly, who uh, attacked you, is now went out for sex uh, sex abuse with women or whatever. So See, Bill, you're still See, Bill, keep your hands to yourself, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Bill. <laughs> and you're and you're still standing and thriving, still going. But that's what people. That's the best part of karma. That's why honestly, sometimes some of the bad. I mean, I'm not going to quote Yolanda Adams too much, mm-hmm. you know, because I love gospel music. But sometimes the battle ain't short. You just got to wait it out, mm-hmm. and you know he'll do the rest. What do you think, um, when that happened, when Bill O'Reilly criticized you for the lyrics that you... We made it from where we from, you know that. That's what I was going to ask you. Go outside, yo, Bill O'Reilly talking about why. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Mm -hmm. I made it. We made it. Was there any, um, like, truth to the... Because he was telling Bush you should, you know, she should sue you for slander. Did anything ever come of that? <laughs> nah, nah. They no? didn't, it didn't, it didn't, so it, it didn't go past Bill. You had, you had no government agency shadowing you and shit? Nah, nah. No, I don't okay. think so. I, was, I, was, I felt like they was on me for a while, but I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I couldn't see him. I didn't, I didn't really bump into no cars like across the street or no funny guys with suits following me. So I always tell people, if you're going to attack the government, all you got to do is make sure your taxes are good. Good, mm-hmm. yeah. And just, you know, stay in the house for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you could attack them. I mean, I'll be attacking people from the internet. I'll just stay in the house for a little while. Right. Yeah. That's a good plan. So, Lay low. So would you do a song with 6 9 No. Mm. <laughs> no way. What, what do you feel Elaborate. about the, the new sound coming from New York overall? No one talking about the sound. talking about the nigga snitching. I would never do a song no, with him. You know, when we have Fat Joe in here, Fat Joe was like, that's yeah. just not, we don't move like that. Yeah, the new generation, though, it's a little different. Yeah, they, my, my, my kids are still going to listen to his music and, you know, enjoy it because they don't, this generation don't really. They don't buy into don't the code. They care about none of that. Yeah. yeah. But I wouldn't. I mm. couldn't do that. Yeah, I appreciate kid, you for that. Yeah, I respect. Yeah. If my kids was listening to it. I, every time they listen to it, I would just walk by the room and just snitch. <laughs> <laughs> you know, heavy as fuck, snitch. You know, because we just we, we people just of our, of our you know like our age, we were just raised to not subscribe to that policy. But mm-hmm. as a father, do you instill that into your children, like the codes we kind of grew up with? Definitely. I mean, you know, your kids is your kids, so you you all you gotta you want to raise them right and with the right morals and standards, but. You know, I got two twins, five mm-hmm. years old, and I, I always tell one of them, don't one of them will come say, yeah, my, the brother said a F word or one. You know what I mean? Don't snitch on your brother <laughs> and vice versa. Like, you know what I mean? You got to know when, you know, if he's bleeding or something in the down in the basement, y'all done went in the garage and did something. That's different, but, you know, 
It's a line. It's a thin, thin line, but don't be a tattletale. Man. I, I don't you know feel I mean? like we get to see that side enough, though. Like, Kiss is a father. We I was see about to say. No, listen. You know what we, got, we, got a, we got a LOX documentary coming out. We got a new Locks album coming out after I finished working the Ignatius Project. And um, and then after we dropped the album, the Locks album, we got a real serious documentary where you're going to see all that kind yeah. of stuff. You guys, are, yeah. you guys are still tight after all these years. How does that... How have you guys maintained the relationship? Because sometimes... You know, groups just, you know... Nah, we we need an award for the most tightest, loyalist. We we never we never had no leaks all these years. We we brothers. We we own the studio together. Me and Styles own Juice Bar together. With Angela? Um, no, nah, that's the one. They got one. We got four of them. Okay. Two in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I mean, two in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. One in Brooklyn that he has with Angela okay, and Envy. Yeah. And we have one in Yonkers that we have together. So right. okay. we got four juice bars, juices for life. Make sure y'all check them out Are you whenever you're in the area. No, pescatarian. Okay. Okay. Okay, good for um, you. Yeah, and we, we always been tight, though. We always we made a pact since we was young teenagers that we would never let this business or no monies or no executives or none of this stuff be able to intertwine in our brotherhood and... We never did. Have people tried to divide you guys? Yeah, they always try to do stuff, but we 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 too silent. And we don't agree on everything, but we keep it keep it behind closed doors and once we once the door open, that's done with and we we L O X. You know what I mean? I wanna go Brothers. back to, I wanna go back to just the raising of the kids thing real quick. Do you do you get nervous with today's times, especially like with police and young black men getting murdered of just like the world has just changed so much since we were younger, uh, raising kids? Definitely. I got a 23-year-old son, so, you know, he, he's lit. But, um, yeah, you know, he's fortunate he graduated from Clark Atlanta Psychology. So oh, wow. He's, he's like not as... He's not as crazy as the new kids are. He got some of that in him, but he's still a good kid. So, you know, I still worry, but I don't have to worry as much because he's a very good decision maker. He, uh, his choice of crowds is not too bad. You know, he he, he hangs with good guys and he being Soho and art museums and stuff like that. So, he so a he, good kid. he's into yeah. the culture stuff. Yeah, he half and half. More more on the good side <laughs> than the bad side. Yeah. Do do you are you balanced? Are you, balance. are, yeah, you pr- are you proud of um how you've raised your kids or your your parenting? Definitely. Um that's one of my biggest accomplishments and you know, I I would say watching him cross that stage in, in Clark Atlanta was a beautiful that felt as great as any accomplishment I ever did in my life. I'm, I'm just having this vision right now of you standing up <laughs> with a tear in your eye. Yeah. It was hot as hell. It was hot as hell, but it was dope. Yeah, it was dope. Man. That's awesome. That's now, awesome. now, what was surprising to me as a Locks fan is, you know, I like reality shows, and I, I watch Marriage Boot Camp, and I see Styles on there. Yeah. No, but they got, if you, Styles and Aj, happy birthday to Aj, today's a birthday, happy too. Birthday. Um, they They like the counselors. They under the counselors. They put them on mm-hmm. there to be like the OGs. No, I thought it was. So that's why, because I was bugging. Like, what you doing? What you doing on there? I thought it was dope. He like, nah, nah, they got us. We like the OG marriage couple that, you know what I mean? So I said, all right. But it the was bag was see, nice. and you, you know, don't get to see Styles in that element. Like, we TV. don't get to see like, you, you in that. You don't get to see him, yeah. Would you be open to doing something Not at all. similar? <laughs> so, so, you, so you would, you know. Never, you would never move to L.A. and do Love and Hip Hop with me. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't do that. Like we couldn't let you. <laughs> no, I mean, you singing on the albums now. You know, it's it, instrumental. No, I, I want to be growth. on TV. I just don't yeah. want to be on that kind of TV. Reality I, TV. Yeah, I don't want to be. It's, on. I mean, it's it's you know it's what, a necessary evil. What yeah. styles and them are doing though? It's reality no, TV, dope. but it's it's dope. Nah, nah, that ain't, ain't like it's that like ain't, it's real deal. It's not it's not ratchet like the other ones. The yeah. other shows are, but it's still is. I can't do it. I don't but I do see like Quibi's coming out with a lot of new content. Quibi's mm-hmm. somewhere I can see it's it's. It's creating quality programming that's not like all about the shit that mm. we are, you know. Right, that part. Yeah, because l- certain legends like we'd be looking at you crazy if you step. I mean, if you you might legitimize certain things, you know, being a part. Nah, I can't think. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, because when Joel's got on Love and Hip Hop, yeah. I was like, mm, then he went to prison, so I was like, all right, see, it saved you. It, 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 but no, but Jimmy's on. I mean, it's it's just how you play it, I guess. But you know, it was dope to see Styles because I feel like we never, as Locks fans, get to see. You know, the behind the scenes of the music we hear. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Styles at the end of the day is still a husband, he's a parent. Yeah. We forget that when you listen to the Locks album. You just like, yeah, this shit. But crazy. you don't you don't want to see <laughs> you, right? you, you right. don't want to see Styles and Jada kids like fighting with their arguing with their partner in the driveway because <laughs> a fucking yeah. house is getting taken and the car was repoed. We're gonna be like, What? Because <laughs> I think for icons we have an image in our head of who they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And sometimes the mystery of not knowing everything about them is what drives us to keep it- staying with them. Fact. That's very you know, true. We live in a world now where, like, I have a friend who posts every meal we have. This motherfucker is put, putting on Instagram. I said, "Nigga, they know you're eating. <laughs> you're still alive. <laughs> Why do we need to share everything?" Word up. No, I do believe to a degree, though. Like, uh, like the fans you have as locks, we grew up with y'all. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there, and the documentary will give us that. There is a level where we would like to know now as fans, like, how is kiss? No, that's why we did it yeah, on yeah, the doc yeah. opposed to. Yeah, smart. Yeah. What's the st- what's the starting if you can reveal any of this? What's the starting point of the documentary and what what does it? Terms re- of time frame or yeah, time- was, yeah. What's the time frame? I mean, is it does it go in a chronological well, order? Is it focused on the beginning to now? How many? From the beginning. Is from the beginning. Yeah. So like archive footage of like when you guys were like teenagers rapping yeah, in Yonkers. <clears throat> I don't know if it would have maybe maybe mm-hmm. maybe. Do y'all yeah. still have some of those battle footages from? Nah, I mean some <laughs> somewhere. Some I think Rough Rider got a lot of some crazy footage somewhere of the old battles and all that. Hmm. They got all of this stuff comes out when you die. When you when you die, that's when you get all your kind of footage is gonna come out and all type of acknowledgments and it's crazy. Hmm. I wonder why that is though. Like I just, I, I was just on Hot ninety seven where I told Ebro and them like I believe in giving people their flowers when they're alive. I don't know. Is it more? Is it just because it's more lucrative to do that when people are gone? No, people like to insert themselves in your tragedy. That's really what it is. Especially in this mm. attention era. Yeah, that's that's really that's really what it is. Um, you know, what I've always like thought about when it came to you is your voice is so unique. Like so I can't yeah. think of. I got Anybody. an animated movie coming out in April where I've I got the lead that, part. I've always thought that What's you should have been doing again? uh voiceovers. Supercharged. I got an animated movie where I did the lead part of a cartoon character. That's dope. Who else is in it? Do you know? Fat Joe. Oh, Angie Martinez. Be, oh, this is gonna be great. <laughs> um, couple couple actors too that I forgot. 
Yeah, I would have expected yeah. that you you would have done a lot of you know voiceover yeah, work because you're. I'm making that transition. That's okay. what that's like on my bucket list. You know. Yeah, that's good. So in terms one of, of these Madagascars or one of these. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, them checks are nice. In terms of juiceries and stuff like that, I think that's important too for people who are in music to also like get money in other places. Like you get your money and you invest. Several streams of revenue. Yeah. yeah. So like, was that an important part of like your plan early on that like well, I'm gonna make this money in music, but then I'm gonna just invest wisely, or was that just a natural progression? Well, I got one of them. My dad is my dad's one of them people that never wanted me to spend a nickel. So I had the, you know, had good background. And, but we, we always planned as once we got in the game, once you, you know, we, we messed up a lot of money early buying stupid stuff and cars and, you know, the stuff that you're supposed to do when you're young. But, you know, as we got older, we always said, yo, we got to put something away, do some investing, you know. Be said, smart with the brick. When he said his dad uh, was the type that never wanted him to spend a nickel, I was going to say, he must know my dad because he never spent a nickel. <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely never spent a nickel. But he's so tight, he's, he's making, he won't want me to spend my money. <laughs> so, okay, so well, how'd you guys come up with the idea for, like, the juice bars? Like, When we would come off the road from spot dates and tours, we would go to... um. We would go to this juice bar on 125th between Park and Madison. Mm-hmm. And um, we would always, then we would just start going there every day, learning about stuff, you know, juicing up, drinking bark. <laughs> and Styles was the first one. He like, yo, we gonna, I'm gonna do one of these joints. We're gonna open up a juice bar in the Bronx, Castle Hill. Wow. And, and he opened. All you get in Castle Hill is like Oroz con pollo and whatnot. I used to live over there. Yeah, so what, what does that mean? It's a lot of, <laughs> lot of the chicken and rice. Chicken and rice. It's, yeah. it's, it's Puerto Ricans are up there. You'd love it. <laughs> I love everybody. I used to be over in Parkchester and she has this thing. She has this thing where her and the viewers think I only like Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. Like I love everybody. You okay? I love everybody without coronavirus. No doubt. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, everybody got that shit. Stay away from me. Mm. So fact. Yeah. When can we expect the documentary? When is that um, dropping? And where is it on Netflix? We still working all that out. Okay. They're finding a home for it right now. There's a few bids, a few bids going on. Right nice. Now. Bidding wars are fantastic. Would you ever collaborate with Fifty? Sure. So you guys are in a good place. Yeah, yeah, I'm cool with Fifty. I just seen him in somewhere Super Bowl. Did he ever? All-Star. Did he ever tell you why he declined your um, offer to um, nah, battle never, on stage for a million dollars? We hey, never discussed that. We have an open mic right now. Let's let's talk about I mean, it. <laughs> I have nothing to discuss. I you know. You put up I put the offer out there and never got back that. Mm. In the boxing world, sometimes you know they make offers and they don't they don't go they don't go through. But we cool. We good. Well, y'all can collab on a show or something. Cause yeah, actually, I'm about to. We gonna do some work like that. Uh, I'm on to do some voiceover stuff. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Well, I'm just glad everybody's out here making money. And it was an honor to have you here. Like yes. I said, to, uh, you know, I, I know I know the legendary status that you've earned. I just love when music was putting in the work to get it. Now I just feel like it's just giving away the microwaveable now. We came from the That's a great you term. Had to cook on top of the you know, we came from the mill, had to be prepared. Now there's 
Just a hot pocket. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that's why a lot of them, once they're digested, are gone. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's why you're still here. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you coming. And you can come anytime. Yeah. Uh, definitely coming back to visit y'all. Ignatius is out. Nothing to skip on that album. Yeah. Sure. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate you too. Kiss. We out. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> What up, YouTube? Thank you for watching this reckless show. Yeah, and hit that subscribe button, and don't forget to hit the notification bell. And also don't forget to share and leave a comment because we are reading.